Hey folks and welcome to 2022. We're here and it's a new year and a new year of transactions with Dave Canton on the DNT Network coming to you every week where Dave Canton really digs in and breaks down what's going on in the current climate of the automotive industry, especially when it comes to the world of mergers and acquisitions. You can listen to all the past episodes at dealernewstoday.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Derek D. And as always, let's welcome in CEO and founder of DCG, along with all their family of brands, Dave Canton. Dave, what's going on, man? Happy New Year to you. Derek D., happy New Year to you and your family. I hope you had an incredible New Year's Eve. Uh, As I told you on last week's episode, it's one of my favorite holidays of the year. Um, It really allows us the opportunity to hit that restart button and to also take time and sit back and reflect on the prior year, you know, and and that's something that we, uh, it's it's just something that we had a great opportunity to do this year, especially uh, uh, having a more calmer, I should say, New Year's Eve than usual. And it really allowed us the opportunity to reflect on on 21 and to really create and put our uh, intentions out there for 2022. So yeah, I'm excited about 22. I'm excited where the automotive industry is right now. I'm excited to see everything that's going on, and uh, and 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 I'm here. Here we are. Let's go. Like 22, buckle up and let's go. Let's let's take the ride. Yeah, I hear you. Same with me. You know, it's 2022. Let's be positive. Let's uh, let's let's make things happen. You know, in all facets of your life. And you know, for New Year's Eve, I kind of did the same thing. I I think most people did. Kind of kept it low key, which was fine. Sometimes you need to take a step back. You know, and I think that's probably the, that's the same in your personal life and in business as well. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's do it. 2022 transactions with Dave Canton. We're fresh off the holidays. Has anything exciting happened so far? I and mean, we're only a handful of days into this year, a handful and, and a couple more than that. Uh, a- anything new happened so far, Dave? Derek, let's talk about where the industry is today and where, where it's been and yeah, where I think it's it. going, right? It's something I really want to talk about on this episode because, you know, in, in sure. every industry, the, the, the M&A aspect, the M&A frenzy is real. And, and you know, who knows, right? I mean, I, I, I guess nobody really knows. There's no crystal ball. But all I could tell you is that it's not slowing down. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's really something that's, that's spectacular to watch. Um, you know, people that have, you know, companies and firms that have done really well over the past 12 months are strategically replacing those funds back into the industry. And then you have the de- automotive dealership groups that maybe just don't have the next generation to hand the group down to. Maybe they just don't have the, the proper management that they could feel as if they could run off to, you know, sail off into the sunset, move a thousand miles away, mm. leave their automotive group operating with other people operating it that maybe doesn't have ownership there on, you know, boots on the ground. Uh, so they're deciding to sell. You know, with that being said, there's a lot of circumstances today that are triggering sellers to sell and buyers to buy. And, you know, it, it's it's consolidation. And it's something that I've been talking about now for, for many episodes. It's real. It's here. And it's not going away anytime soon. So in 2022, what is our job, right? Our yeah. job is really to predict, you know, how how do we feel, you know, how do we gauge the, the number of acquisitions that will take place in 22, but not just how do we gauge how many acquisitions will take place, how how much more consolidation will, will happen in the year of 22, but how will the multiples fare, all right? Are they going to go up? Are they going to go down? How are they going to justify um, um, moving forward, which 
you know, which, which brands, which manufacturers will keep going up in value, which ones might slightly go down in value. You know, this is a telling year, and I'll tell you why. You know, with all mm-hmm. this money being made, necessarily the manufacturers aren't making more money, but the dealerships are. So what we're, what we're concerned on right. our side is how are the manufacturers going to step in the way to try to retain some of the dealership's internal profit? You know, the automotive manufacturers are privy to witnessing and having the ability to view on a monthly basis the auto, each automotive dealership's profit and loss, okay? So manufacturers typically mm-hmm. have never been totally excited when dealerships are all extremely profitable. Like They like to see them profitable. They like to see healthy businesses. But what they don't like to see are automotive manufacturers losing money or let's just say not making as much as they want to and automotive dealerships making more than projected. So my fear this year is how do those tables possibly turn? What do the manufacturers do to step in and say, we want more of the pie? Right. So now how does that adjust what the forecast might be as far as multiples are concerned, as far as consolidation is concerned? Yeah. You know, we, 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 we look at what restrictions could possibly get in the way as far as, you know, pre-planning what might come forth over the next three to six to nine to 12 months uh, as we look at, uh, you, know, you know, Q1 through Q4. And when I talk about restrictions, you know, government restrictions, state restrictions, manufacturer restrictions, image requirements, what the manufacturers love to do time and time again. So when we talk, and, and even health requirements with COVID. So as we look at all of this, mm. our job is to try to throw all this on the table and then forecast what we think 2022 will be in the automotive industry in the M&A sector. We do believe it's going to be a much greater year meaning more exciting acquisitions taking place this year over last year. Okay. Maybe not necessarily bigger names because I think some of the deals that were done this year were just absolutely incredible and spectacular and never thought of, right? No one would have thought Larry H. Miller would have sold this past year. Okay. Or suburban uh, automotive group to lithia. So with that being said, I think we'll see more of that similarity of type of acquisition. The question really is going to be, okay, is our multiples going to stay where they are? Are they going to go a little backward? Or is the supply and demand and the, the, the aggressive approach towards adding to your automotive portfolio with all this profitability that dealers made this year, is it going to rise the price? You know, And I say that because think about the real estate market. Right. When when you could get more when you could borrow money oh, yeah. and take a mortgage at a very low interest rate, okay, you could afford to buy more of a home. Essentially, what do I mean? When you're paying the bank interest, what do you get for that interest? Nothing, right? It's just it's 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 money that goes to the yeah. bank. Nobody wins with interest other than the bank. So when you when rates continue to be this low. It allows the, the the buyer to have more buying power to buy a bigger acquisition, meaning if you're buying a home, a, a, a more expensive home. Same thing in the automotive sector. When rates continue to be this low, hmm. automotive groups that have the financial wherewithal to purchase are now focusing on a larger scale acquisition than a smaller scale acquisition. And the reason for that is because you can afford to buy more for the same money. So give you an example. 
if rates were at 5%, right? And, 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 and you were, you, you were going to at 5%, you know, you were buying something that would cost you $50,000 per month to pay back. And that was a $5 million blue sky purchase, right? Or if rates are 2% and that okay. same $5 million purchase, right? You're paying 40,000 a month. Now you're going to say, huh, I could go to seven and be at the same 50 because I'm comfortable spending the 50, right? But now I get more for the 50. So now instead of buying a $5 million blue sky acquisition, I could buy a $7 million blue sky acquisition. So it's allowing buyers to step up their price. Now, here's where I want you to follow me. In this circumstance, it doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to say, well, I don't want the $5 million acquisition, so I'm just going to buy a $7 million acquisition. What it means is that $5 million acquisition now becomes the $7 million acquisition. And that's why we've seen multiples yeah. rise. That's why we've seen this this, this amount of, of acquisitions take place for such high price tags because rates are low. So it triggers the buyer to be able to borrow, buy more for that for that borrowed amount. But necessarily, it doesn't buy them more. It has them pay more. So the seller is benefiting. The buyer believes they're benefiting. And I do believe it because I've said this before, Derek, one word, opportunity, right? There are acquisitions available today yeah. that probably never would have been available if we weren't in this M&A frenzy. But, you know, it's it's something for us really to think about this year. So, you know, one of my greatest concerns going into 22 when it comes to M&A is really understanding where the health of an acquisition will be to properly gauge, okay, uh, evaluations moving forward. Um, you know, now you have two considerably profitable years behind us, meaning 20 and 21. Both of those years were really right. strong in the M&A industry. So typically, Derek, when we do an automotive evaluation, when a seller contacts our firm and says, look, we're considering to sell, we own 10 dealerships, um, what do you need to tell us what our store is worth? And this is something we do every week. Well, the first step we do is we, we have a nice introduction call with them just to kind of make sure that uh, we, we share in the same vision, right? DCG does a great job of qualifying mm-hmm. their partners, making sure that we share uh, the ability to be just as cooperative with each other, understanding with each other, the level of communication, the credibility, uh, the certainty of, of, of following instruction. All of these things are very important to how we do business. So once we get off an initial call and we all may come to an agreement that, yes, this could be a DCG client, you know, what we do is we then send a list over to the proposed seller um, with, with a list of items. Those items usually include four years of financials, um, any, any additional income that might not be listed on a financial statement um, that the new buyer would, would have as mm-hmm. income if the current seller left. Um, it would also include uh, all performance metrics, uh, sales efficiency, service retention, units and operation, uh, CSI, SSI, things of that nature, um, and, and, and all real estate information as well. So we can understand, are they charging themselves the proper rent factor? Um, what is what is their environmental report look like? What is their current image uh, of their facilities? Does it need any capital improvements uh, for, a, for a new buyer to take over? So we, we look at the entire acquisition. Now, 
when we do an evaluation, Derek, we sh- we don't just gauge an evaluation strictly off of what a dealer is earning. We do a great job of, uh, excuse the pun, uh, looking under the hood, peeling back the onion and understanding <laughs> where the areas uh, of focus need to be for a buyer. So, you know, we've been privy to yeah. evaluate so many acquisitions nationwide that we understand where, based upon the geographic location of the acquisition, how that dealership should, should, be, should be performing. And based upon their current performance, we say, okay, this store is overperforming here (coughs) or underperforming here. And with that being said, we then create our own performa based upon how dealerships in that market perform and we create an evaluation. Well, the scary part about today's evaluations is if we were to request four years okay, of financials, well, guess what? The two greatest years in automotive history just passed. Well, yeah, it's so going to throw, throw it off, off a, a lot or? because some yeah. dealers made more in yeah. 20 and 21 than they made in the last seven years before that combined. Okay. So Jeez. evaluate with their, their business evaluation is so incredibly healthy and it's, it's surprising to them, but it's a number that, you know, most of them saying wow to right? that wow factor that we spoke about last week. Right. So, yeah. you know, look, I do believe that there is merit towards these last two years of profits. Um, we all do believe that eventually this, this can sit, this, 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 unbelievable amount of profit will come to a stop, right? It will end, end. Um, but we have to figure out ways to properly gauge it. So we're not putting the market in a position where it can't rebound. You also don't want to set buyers up, okay, to become unsuccessful when and if that turn happens. But you also, and this is key, want to create that legacy effect for the seller where the hard work and dedication that they've put in over the past 10, 20, 30 years, and especially over the past two years, is rewarded. So that's our job, and that's what we do every day. And it's not easy looking at everything that's going on today, really per, you know, you know, putting our numbers out there and really understanding how do we evaluate acquisitions in 22? What tools and resources do we utilize to, 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 to create successful acquisitions to not just get the acquisition to the finish line, because quite frankly, that's half the goal. The other half of the goal, right, is making yeah. sure the buyer's happy and the seller's happy, right? You know, when you have a happy seller, a happy buyer, and a successful closing, that's a victory. But unless all three of those things happen, it's technically not a successful closing. So, you know, that's what we work on every day and that's what wow. we strive to do. And, you know, that's what we're working on right now as we speak. We actually have a call today, just really fine tuning with all of our analysts that we have at DCG, you know, what is the most proper and greatest way to 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 reevaluate acquisitions moving forward uh, to create the most success for all three parties, the acquisition itself, the buyer and the seller. Right. Wow. <laughs> you really broke it down piece by piece on what you have to do now in 2022 and the, the way it is in the current climate. And you're right. It's not going to stay the way it's been the past two years, essentially. You know, the whole process 
It's a very complicated and extensive process that, you know, I don't even understand fully, but you sure do. And whether you're a buyer or seller, you need to have all your ducks in a row and put in the preparation and reach out to you guys at DCG to help with the whole buying and selling process and help them be successful in 2022 and prepare. Because once this ends, and at some point it will, like we've been saying, you have to make sure you're ready and prepared for that. You know, you, you mentioned something earlier about manufacturers not being as profitable and you you touched on supply and demand, and we know that's a big issue right now, but dealerships are making tons of money right now off their used car sales, as opposed to manufacturers who aren't in the business of used cars. They sell their brands in mass, and they can't produce them fast enough right now to get them to the dealerships, correct? So that's why the, the, the manufacturers aren't as profitable, right? That's correct. Automotive manufacturers make money on wholesaling, okay, right, the exactly, new vehicles yeah. to, the, to the manufacturer. And let's face it, the greatest problem dealers have today is inventory, right? So dealers are making more money per vehicle than they've ever made in history. Uh, and there are, and used car values have skyrocketed because of the because of the lack of new car inventory that the manufacturers can't provide today. Right. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not saying the manufacturers are losing money because we all know they're not. But are they making as much as they want to? No. And manufacturers typically and usually, Derek, always find a way to recoup their loss. So when I say their loss, the money that they should have made or could have made over the past 24 months. So we are factoring, okay, the 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 real, you know, being realistic, okay, how we uh, uh, are projecting the manufacturers to come back over the next 12 to 24 months, okay, to accumulate some of their uh, loss of income that they should have earned over the past two years. Right, um, with okay. that being said, with that being said, we do expect inventory to straighten itself out. Sure. Probably over the next six to twelve months, you'll see more inventory flowing into dealerships all across America. Um, uh, again, I do believe, and I said this before, that the the consumer habit and the way of purchasing a vehicle will change. Um, with that being said. I think that's a completely entirely different episode. Um, and, and I would love to spend a full episode talking about my thought process on that. You know, the focus here and today is really just understanding how we are evaluating acquisitions in 22. Uh, something that uh, I would like to share in more depth uh, over the next few weeks with our with our clients in the automotive industry, especially on this podcast. Yeah. Because I think it's important for everyone to understand Hey, if you're considering to buy, these are the concerns and things you need to look out for. If you're considering to sell, these are the concerns and things that you need to look out for. You know, and and look, your greatest people around you, and I call it the circle of trust, right? You know, an automotive every <laughs> automotive movie. dealer has their it is a great movie. <laughs> every automotive dealer has their circle of trust, Eric. And typically it's their one or two top executives in their in their automotive group. They're they're their automotive accountant, their automotive uh, attorneys, okay, and you know, you know, in-house or, or out of house. Sure. And and they they have that circle of trust. And those are the people that they talk to about these types of situations, right? Are we sellers? Are we buyers? Are we properly preparing ourselves to sell or buy? Here's what I would tell you: there are so many elements and layers, okay, in each one of those situations that it is more important now than ever to strategically position yourself to become the best positioned buyer 
and the most prepared seller. And that's mm-hmm. what that's what our team at DCG Acquisitions is doing an incredible job of today. You know, people ask us, you know, how was 2021? Well, I'll tell you how it was. It was the most successful year DCG Acquisitions has ever had, not because of anything other than we prepared. We were we were learning every day. We we engaged with our clients every day. We weren't afraid to, to turn down acquisitions because we never like to have quantity over quality. Quality is the key component towards any business today. Right. But we, we stayed focused on that path and journey towards satisfying the three critical elements to an acquisition, and that's the buyer, seller, and that successful closing of an acquisition. And with that being said, yeah, we closed almost 40, 40 <laughs> Wow. separate individual acquisitions this year. And I'm not talking about 40, you know, 12 deals and, and 40 rooftops. I'm talking 40, maybe 50, 60, 70 rooftops, right? And Jeez. and and that happened because our team understood the the importance, okay, of of completing successful acquisitions. Now in 2022, we're not setting numbers. We're not sitting here saying, oh, we're going to do 50 acquisitions. That's not what it's about. Here's our goal in 22. And I'll end the podcast this way. Our goal in 22 is to successfully engage with DCG partners to complete successful acquisitions. And again, that means satisfying the buyer, seller, and the acquisition. That's our job, and it's yeah. what we do and what we do really well. And I'm so proud of every member of the DCG Acquisitions team for the hard work, for the dedication, for the resilient nature that they've taken to really loving this industry. Because it's an industry that's got serious ups and downs, an industry that you know could beat you up and spit you out. But it's also an industry that when you get to that closing table, after three months, six months, eight months of hard work and multiple, you know, hundreds or thousands of hours of phone calls, you know, to get to that table, there's no greater feeling than watching that torch be passed from one automotive dealer to the next. And that's called guiding and helping creating to build a legacy. And there's no better feeling than building legacies and creating legacies because it's something that lasts a lifetime. You know, people live and then people live for a legacy. That's the separation of living. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what we love to do and what we love to do best. Derek D, thank you for everything today. 22 transactions, so much incredible information coming this year. I am going to share week-to-week information with everyone, with the entire industry of what we're seeing, real-time, up-to-date, the climate of the industry. You know, uh, multiples changing up and down, opportunities changing, uh, uh, tax law, interest rates, banking regulations. We're going we're gonna to share all the information that comes to us directly with you, the automotive industry. So I'm excited to be on this podcast. I'm excited to have such an incredible dedicated listenership. Everyone in the automotive industry, stay healthy and stay safe. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. Well, you really laid it out right there. A great episode and start to 2022. Automotive groups and dealerships out there listening, if you want to buy, if you want to sell, you're definitely going to want to talk to Dave Canton and his team over at DCG Acquisitions. They will guide you exactly where you need to go to create that legacy that Dave was just talking about. 
about. Dave, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it and looking forward to 2022. Thank you, Derek. Have a great day and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Absolutely. You got it, Dave. Transactions with Dave Canton on the DNT Network. For past episodes, you can listen over at dealernewstoday.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Derek D. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year, everybody.